Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome, everyone, to the Sports Illustrated Media Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Trainer. Thanks for listening to this episode. A uh, little quick background here. Um... Kevin Harlan was the guest this week. It was scheduled two or three weeks ago. I had reached out to Kevin because he's calling the Super Bowl on Sunday on radio nationally for Westwood One. So I wanted to get him on to talk about uh, what it's like to do the Super Bowl on radio. And then, uh, so we were going to tape Tuesday on January 28th. Uh, Kevin on Monday morning, Sunday night, Monday morning, gets uh, an assignment from TNT that he's going to be calling Tuesday's Clippers Lakers game and that is the first Laker game after just the just unimaginable tragedy involving Kobe Bryant his daughter Gianna and uh, seven other people uh, that just dominated the news cycle there on Sunday just shocking turn of events so Kevin though uh, had a reschedule Tuesday and was kind enough to say he would tape on Monday so we are t- we taped this Monday afternoon it's one day after the tragedy day before he's calling the Laker game their first game after Kobe Bryant's uh, just stunning, stunning death. And then, uh, so we spend half the podcast talking about that and then half the podcast talking about the Super Bowl. Obviously, you know, we go from something serious to something frivolous, but Kevin has both assignments. That's his week. So uh, we we covered both. So uh, I greatly appreciate Kevin not canceling, which he could have done and I would have understood because he was not scheduled to call the Clipper-Laker game on Tuesday. So... Uh, we're getting this out early, and uh, if you're listening to this past Tuesday, the game already happened. We still have a full probably 30 minutes or so, 20 minutes or so on the Super Bowl, so there's still something here. So, uh, again, that's Kevin Harlan coming up. Quick note in the archives, if you missed it last week, Brent Musburger was on the podcast with Chris Long, was it not with, separately. Brent talked about the Super Bowl, prop bets, Vegas, uh 
great stories about how he used to uh, sort of get inside info to win this national anthem prop bet. And then Chris Long, former NFL star, came on and we went in depth and discussed the Aaron Hernandez docuseries on Netflix that a lot of people have watched and been discussing. Two weeks ago, Kurt Menefee, who will do the pregame show for Fox on uh, Super Bowl Sunday, was on to talk about that. So if you missed either of those interviews, go into the archives, give those a download and a listen. If you're not a subscriber to this podcast, please subscribe. And if you can rate and review, that helps tremendously. Subscribe is really the most important thing. All right. Let's right now get to a man who has a very busy week coming up, Kevin Harlan. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. (sighs) Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. All right, joining me now. Uh, he was scheduled to be on this podcast this week uh, all along because he's calling the Super Bowl on February 2nd for Westwood 1. And um, I appreciate him keeping the commitment because now he has another big assignment this week, which we'll get into. And he is Kevin Harlan from TNT and CBS and Westwood 1. Kevin, how's it going? Jim, uh, Jimmy, it's going great. Thank you for having me on. And uh, always enjoy your column and your podcast. I listen and I read, so I'm a big fan of yours, and thanks for having me on again. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, thank you. That means a lot. Second, This is uh, the second time I've had you on, and um, I had reached out to you a couple of weeks ago about getting you on this week because you do have the Super Bowl on Sunday, and then obviously on uh, this past Sunday, uh, just an unmanageable tragedy with Kobe Bryant, his 13-year-old daughter Gianna, seven other people. Uh, in the helicopter crash, uh, and the Lakers' first game now is Tuesday of this week against the Clippers in L.A. on TNT, and you're going to have that game and call it. So this uh, becomes quite a week for you. 
Uh, I guess let's just start. How did you learn of the uh, unbelievable news this past Sunday? I was doing a college game for CBS with Jim Spinarkle in Bloomington, Indiana, with Maryland and the Indiana Hoosiers. And late in the game, uh, and I couldn't tell you the exact time, but a couple minutes left in the game, in a very close game, um, Jim got a text from a buddy of his on the West Coast and said, hey, I just heard Kobe uh, was in a plane crash. And that's all it said. And he showed it to me during a commercial break. We looked at each other and go, God, I didn't. And then we got back to our game because we're in the middle of a, of a tight game. And um, then the game continued. We were down to the final couple seconds. A huge Maryland turnaround and a comeback win on the road, which is tough in the conference. And uh, is almost at the time we're signing off the air, he flipped another text to me that showed that uh, reports are that Kobe Bryant uh, has been in a helicopter crash and is dead. Um unconfirmed reports and on the report went. And so, um, you know, we really had no time to talk about it on the air, but we knew something was going on. And when we got off the air, then things were confirmed. And we got no message from New York, our CBS people in New York, that we needed to say something. Nothing came from the truck. Uh, so we just continued with our game. Sometimes unless these things are confirmed, you don't want to dare go near them and we, right. we didn't so so anyway we that's how i found out and then the drive from bloomington back to the indianapolis airport was was pretty solemn and it was pretty uh because um, jim is is known about kobe and covered kobe and all these things over the years like i have so it was uh it was as reports were coming in it got more and more quiet in our car as we were heading to catch our flights home uh, you've been doing the NBA games for forever, it seems like, on TNT, and I know you're the voice of the T Timberwolves. Um, what was your relationship with Kobe, if there was any there at all? Um, I, I mean, I you know, I would assume there has to be something there. You've probably done so many Laker games during that time. What was your relationship like with him? Dozens of games. In fact, I did every one of his years in the NBA, um, including his rookie year, and the playoff series against the Utah Jazz as a rookie when he put up some uh, shots at the end of the game that weren't close and um, and the Lakers lose this series. And I remember this teenage kid being walked off the floor after a disappointing loss in Salt Lake City to close the series and the Jazz would go on and the Lakers were finished and the veterans putting their arms around Kobe as he walked off the floor and I was thinking, you know, this kid is going to come back and get better from it. In fact, we may have even said it on the air. I'm not certain. But the point was is that uh, in a big moment, he was not afraid to take the shot. And that kind of was uh, the narrative with him throughout his career. So um, covered dozens of his games. And then two things kind of happened toward the end of his career. Number one, in the NBA 2K video game series I do for the league, and for 2K Sports, uh, he agreed to be um, kind of the uh, symbol, the focus of that year's edition. And so I flew to California, and we, they had a studio close to his home. And he and I sat down for about four hours and talked nonstop, recorded uh, talk that they used for that video game. It came out a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was fascinating. I've never been more entranced. Uh, with a guy talking about basketball and the nuance and the attention to detail, like I was with Kobe talking about it, it was phenomenal. And I felt like, how am I lucky enough to get at this guy at this stage of his career, 
Hall of Famer for sure, five-time champion, all this stuff. And nearing the end of his career, um, to have that chance to sit and talk with him. And, and so that was phenomenal. And then his very last year in the league, uh, if I recollect correctly, we had Turner had nine of his games his final year. And I think Reggie Miller and I, or I and, and me and somebody else, uh, broadcast eight of those. So I had eight of his last nine games on Turner, mm-hmm. and uh, he played in every one of them. I didn't play in all of them his last year, but it, on the Turner games, he played in every single one, and in every single one, he was phenomenal. Right. He was great. And so uh, those, and then and then I've got a picture on my uh, on my Twitter account, which I do not go to very often, but my yeah. family asked me to put up a picture of he and I talking uh, late in his career. Uh, he came over to me as I was walking into Staples Center, and we intersected as we were walking back to the locker rooms. And uh, I always make it a habit not to ask the guy about how he's playing or the team or anything like that, but something kind of off the off the beaten track. And so uh, I'm the father of three daughters. He's the father of four daughters, and that was what I brought up to him. Hey, how's it being a uh, uh, the daughter of all those uh, dad of all those daughters? And um, uh, we had that. That was the. That was a conversation in that picture that was taken by Andy Bernstein out in Los Angeles uh, before that game. So, um, yeah, I mean, I didn't know him well. A lot of people didn't know him well, but those right. were some moments that I had with him. Did Do you remember your last conversation with him, last time seeing him? Uh, last game we did, his uh, last uh, Turner appearance, <clears throat> he looked over. He was also, if I'm not mistaken, I think he was the one doing this, but I think he filmed every moment of his last season. And so the sound crew was always around us. The sound crew uh, that was doing this documentary on his last season was always around us and um, got our the opens that we did to the games. Uh, they got uh, any meetings we might have or him coming over to the table to say hello. And then they followed him, you know, his, every step of the way, his final year in the league. And so uh, we were caught talking about him all the time. And uh, in the last one, as I recall, as he would do, he looked over at our table and winked. And that was kind of his thing about a nod. Of course, I'm working with Reggie Miller, who's a Hall of Famer. And right. so there was a lot of, there was a lot of uh, respect there on that, on that table. But he, he would always look over and wink at our table. And that was the last thing I remember him, uh, he was doing uh, in our direction. I'm just curious about that four-hour uh, meeting you had with him with the with the NBA 2K game. Is there is there something he said that day? A story he told? Anything? You said it was a phenomenal conversation. I'm just wondering if there's anything specific you you remember or were or were amazed by that day. Well, you know, I'm I'm sitting here talking to you on Monday, and the game is tomorrow night, and I'm going to fly out to Los Angeles tomorrow. It's Super Bowl week, so the week is already just jam packed full of all kinds of different things. Um, so I have to leave tomorrow morning, day of the game, which I don't like to do. But right. um, I was I was hoping I was going to get a hold of someone at 2K if they could play some snippets of that conversation. My recollection is, is that uh, well, I, I remember a lot of things. Number one, how kind he was and how patient he was with the interview, and and they were using the sound to put into the game. So I mean, we're we're looking at video and we're we're talking about subjects that they were going to you know plant in these different sequences in this video game. So there was a lot of structure in terms of what direction it was going, but I always had the freedom to extend the conversation if I found something he said interesting. And of course, everything he said was interesting. Uh, He doesn't miss a beat. 
he was so focused and it was like this was the most important thing he could possibly be doing at that time but i came to learn as he was talking and did subsequent you know research and have followed him over the years that everything he did at that moment was the most important thing whether it was lifting weights or shooting free throws or practicing threes or or whatever or making a presentation for business or writing a children's book or doing film i mean it was everything mm -hmm. so he he attacked this uh, Jimmy, just like he did everything else in his life that we saw publicly and did he privately. He right. wanted to be the best dad. And and we talked um, probably a little bit about that, and we did in that picture that was taken uh, as we were walking in. But but the thing that stands out basketball-wise that he talked about was um, how he thought the game through and how he saw what other guys were doing, even if he was not uh, having them a part of the play. So if he had the ball around the circle – he may be worried about, okay, when is that guy in the corner going to cut? And where he would shoot was down to a science. It wasn't an inch off the line. It was two inches or it was four inches or it was a foot. I mean, like everything was so precise. Mm. And so the attention to detail just stood out about how he constructed his game. Of course, that's how Michael was too. Michael was the same way. And, and if you didn't know any better, and you were just dropped here on the earth and had to take a look at the highlights of Michael Jordan and the highlights of Kobe Bryant. You would think they were one of the same with just different jerseys on. They were the same player. They were the same person. They yeah. handled things the way that they did uh, a certain way. And that's how he did this interview that we sat down for three and a half, four hours. Is he thought he gave thoughtful answers. He was uh, precise in what he said. Um, if he didn't like something, he said, he'd go, can I say that again? Because he knew this was all being recorded, so he would say it again right. in a way that he felt comfortable with and thought was the right way to do it, as opposed to just some something he just put up there and fumbled through. Right, mama mentality always. It seemed like um, yes, yeah, right, yeah. So now, uh, you know, now you get this call here to the Lakers play. It's kind of ironic they play the Clippers, so the game's in L.A. You have both L.A. teams there at the Staples Center. Tuesday night, ten o'clock Eastern. TNT. TNT had the game all along. It wasn't. This wasn't an added game um, after the tragedy. They just happened to have it, and now, um, obviously, the world will be watching. Uh, for yourself, what do you look at, at? What is your role on Tuesday night? What do you look to do uh, in calling that game? Well, if if the situation would ever present it, I'd probably relay some of the uh, stories in much shorter form that I've just talked to you about now, Jimmy. But probably with uh, our whole studio out there, Ernie and Shaq, who played with him for all those years and won the championships, and Charles um, and Kenny, who know him and did things with him socially, did things with him on, on business deals, and of course on the floor, uh, their stories will mean far more to our listeners. And then I'm working, I think, <laughs> I, I, this is still coming together here at the last second. I found out when I was flying home last night uh, that I was going to be on this, but uh, with uh, Reggie and with Chris, Reggie Miller and Chris Weber, and uh, I'm sure they will talk a lot about what they remember and, and uh, all the things that were important to them about Kobe Bryant, the things that people should know about Kobe Bryant. And uh, But I guess as I look from afar and not, in LA yet, I would say that I probably want that the game on its own, had this not happened, would have been a big game just mm -hmm. because of where the division is, where the conference is, what these teams mean, the two favorites. I mean, just on and on and on. It's just the star power is huge. And now it takes on a completely different dimension. So I don't know how the players are going to react. I don't know what the mood's going to be like in the arena. I guess I'm just going to kind of be uh, an observer 
and and try to get a feel for as much as I can, but go in thinking, all right, well, someone's got to report on this game. And I don't know if the two guys with me are or the sideline person is, who I don't know who that's going to be, but I'm assuming that someone's got to make sure that they make head or tail of this game. So there's got to be some pulse on what's going on and keeping up with that, but not getting in the way of what the main theme for the night's going to be. And that, of course, is is the legacy of Kobe Bryant and the tragedy of, of yesterday. So yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm kind of, I'm kind of in a flu- It's kind of fluid right now with a lot of moving parts. I'm just kind of feeling I've never been in a situation like this before. I mean, who has, it's, it's right. very rare that we have this kind of outpouring. Um, uh, and, and it has been incredible. The response in every quadrant, not only in this country, but worldwide about Bryant and what he meant and, and what he accomplished and who he was so this it, it's a it's a very different kind of broadcast, obviously. Yeah, and I wonder if the two day gap there allows it maybe more tomorrow, based on what the Lakers do. And I don't I don't mean the Laker players. I mean the Laker franchise front office. It, you know, it it could be a celebration of of Kobe's life and legacy. Uh, yesterday, obviously, if you saw the highlights from the games taking place, that was not the case. Um, uh, Mike Breen broke down a little. Uh, broke down might be shrunk. Got got emotional. Got choked up. Uh, you know, doing uh, Nets Knicks uh, on on Sunday. That you know, a couple of hours after it happened, maybe the two day gap here now uh, um, allows for more of a, a celebration of Kobe's legacy and and, and a remembrance. Uh, I don't know your thoughts on that. Maybe. Yeah, you know, um, first of all, no better person to symbolize the emotion that the media may have than Mike, who I think. Um, just as the face of the league from a broadcast standpoint, he's called all these finals. He's called many of Kobe's biggest games, championship games, knew him and has covered the league as closely as any broadcaster has. So he's the perfect guy to have had that kind of response. And I think he represented the response of all of us that have to call um, a game that would involve the memory of Bryant. And um, as we all think about how he was involved with our personal careers, but Mike is kind of the flagship in terms of that, and I'm glad that, that uh, his response has been the one that's been talked about because I think that's so Mike. He's just the kindest the person you'd ever come across, and everything is genuine and organic, and he, he's, just, he's just wonderful in every regard. So I have the utmost respect for him. So um, I, 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 don't, I don't know how – I'm, I'm sure there are um, – uh, many moving parts out there in Los Angeles to this and how they're going to celebrate it, what the response is, is going to be. And you're right, time does give you different perspective. Even waking up this morning and thinking about it, I felt differently uh, a bit on, on how I was just sad and distraught. And you know, it was such a brutal story yesterday when you hear it, you're flying by yourself and at night and you're looking out the window and just, just, just you cannot wrap your mind around what is going on. And then on top of that, the family and the wife and everything else. It's just so... It's just so horrible. Then you wake up this morning and you think about, I'm sure there is an incredible support group for the family, uh, but this wife has now lost a husband and a daughter, and that family has got two members that were very important to the family now gone. And in addition to the Laker family and, and all the people that follow basketball in this country and worldwide feeling like they've had something taken away, and the fact that he just retired, like this is very fresh in our mind, mm-hmm. is, is his, what he did is so indelible in our, in our thoughts and in our memory that it's like he was almost still playing because you still heard about him. You see, he won an Academy Award recently. You know, he's getting, he's, he's attacking his uh, second act in life uh, as hard as he did playing on the floor. Yet you see these highlights and you, 
you know, it, it's like you just watched him last night with, with a great dunk or a great play. And, and so it's, it's, it's just, just a very hard thing to try to grasp. And that's, that's what I think most of us are coming to grips with. We all handle it differently. And, and, uh, and I'm sure some people on our set tomorrow will get very emotional, and they should. That's great. And I think that helps everybody seeing someone that they know, that, that, uh, that their voice and their face. And, 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 and that's why it was so important, I think, that Mike maybe handled it the way he did because uh, it was so natural and it, it, it conveyed the feelings of all of us. I'm sure we'll all have those same kind of feelings tomorrow. And, uh, and I'm anxious to see just how the teams react. I saw Doc Rivers interviewed after the game, Jimmy, and, and just his response was, I mean, you just how couldn't you right. quiver yourself and, and get teary-eyed by seeing someone like Doc Rivers, accomplished as he is, and how heartfelt his words were. I think that's how we all kind of feel yeah. right now, and, and who knows how we'll react, but uh, that it will be genuine. I would tell you that. There's no pre-plan in this. We're all just kind of going into it, just letting, letting it take it where it takes us. Right. Uh, this is a totally frivolous question, and, it, and it's a bizarre transition, and there's really no way to transition from something so tragic. But you are calling the Super Bowl on Sunday, and I'm just curious what when are you, when would you when were you going to fly to Miami? Is that still the same? Is your schedule still the same? And because you got this assignment now to do the game on Tuesday, how did this um, affect your week in terms of prep and and going down to Miami for the Super Bowl? Well, it did change it because uh, my my uh, initial game was going to be Utah Denver on Thursday. Oh, okay. So then, you're doing uh, a game that uh, late in the week, even okay. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, so I was going to take a red eye after the game in Denver, fly to Miami, and then take a uh, uh, cab to our production meeting uh, that Friday morning with all of our Westwood One broadcasters and reporters and engineers and all the people that are involved with it. It's over 30 people total that are involved in this. And so it's a it's a big room and it's a 10 a.m. meeting and, and I've got to be there. And so I was going to take a red eye. And uh, then I was going to go from there to Radio Row, which is which is a, uh, a pretty big handful of, of work to do because you're talking with, you know, 20, 25, 30 different stations and seven minute clips uh, going, you know, sitting down, putting on a headset, doing a show uh, with a, with a, a station in Boston that may be there. And then you take off the headset seven minutes later, and then you walk into a station in Los Angeles and you take off that headset and you walk another 50 feet and you go do one in, in uh, Detroit. So, so that's what that day is like. It's a blast and you run on adrenaline, but it's tiring. It's exhausting. And, and the questions are kind of the same. And so you're thinking, well, should I, have I said that already? Should I move it around? But anyway, that was going to be it. And then our family always kind of is a reward for them putting up with this NFL schedule in the two games a week. We always take our family to the Super Bowl and have a big meal on Friday and Saturday night, kind of celebrating the end of another NFL season. So I have my family down there, and that's another thing that I want to make sure that I'm ready for, and I'm certainly excited for, but it's just it's it's another thing that you've got to make sure that, that everything is organized. So there's a lot going on during the Super Bowl weekend, and um, it is a, a very strange transition from what will be a solemn, very emotional moment Tuesday, and then trying to shift gears mentally on Wednesday and then Thursday fly down to Miami now and then Friday be there for the meeting and for the stations and all the things I'm going to do for Westwood one. I'm just curious. So so obviously we know you call the games uh, every week on television for CBS and then you do the Monday night radio Westwood one. What is, what if any, maybe there are none are the differences in your prep for a game TV radio or is it the same? 
Well, I would say it, it's the prep is is pretty much the same in terms of knowing who the players are and having the mechanics down of, of those kinds of things. But in terms of extensive notes and um, and the, the nuance that comes with the story and the time to tell it and couple it with pictures and maybe a graphic, uh, there's none of that. So it, it's more straight ahead reporting on my radio broadcasts where the most important things are knowing who the players are, who's in the game, and making sure that I've got the right words and the right tempo and the right voice for the plays that will transpire. On TV, it's more about knowing what's important to my partner, Rich Gannon, in this case at CBS, Mm -hmm. uh, knowing what our graphics package is, knowing what kind of vignettes they may have, and knowing uh, the feel of the game more in in a very large sense and how I can complement the pictures um, and, and take it from a kind of a different perspective to be an assist man as opposed to being, you know, the lead voice. Radio, the purest form of broadcasting because it's all you. It's your description. It's your words. It's your pacing. It's your um, uh, tenor. Your It's everything. And it's, it's, uh, it's, it's all of those things, and they've all got to be razor sharp, especially for a game as big as the Super Bowl. On television, it's a bit more of a running conversation because the picture can be seen. If a picture's worth a thousand words, you know, you're just kind of identifying a couple players during the play and you're trying to, you know, wrap up what's happened, tell them what they don't know. And it's just a different kind of approach. Same challenge, same incredible challenge, but just a different way of, of, of handling the broadcast personally. So those meetings you have with the players the day before, two days before, I guess, on radio, you're not going to be able to at least get into the stories, but are they still important in terms of maybe getting some information, maybe getting the mood of the team, or with radio, those meetings really are not as important? Well, they're probably not as important in terms of my prep, in terms of because they're talking with a lot of the players and coaches this week. So Kurt will talk. He's down there for NFL Network and Westwood One. Right. So he's got a he's got a dual role. So he'll be meeting with a lot of those people. And and um, but what happens is normally is that the the coverage of the Super Bowl is so extensive and is so great that that I can sit and read. Uh, 10, 15, 20 stories a day, and I think get a pretty good pulse on what's going on. Now, I saw San Francisco on a Monday night game against Seattle about, what, six weeks ago, whenever it was, and I just did the Chiefs on the AFC Championship game. So I feel like I know both teams fairly well going in, Have and because they've both been high seeds, Chiefs 2 and San Francisco 1, I knew that somewhere along the line I was going to do one of the two teams in the playoffs, and sure enough, I, I got the Chiefs. So um, I feel like I'm pretty up-to-date on stories. Right. But again, you know, uh, as we're going along, we had so many people on the broadcast, two on the field, Kurt, Gene Steratore will be in our booth for uh, rules interpretation, and then we've got two different hosts. We have Scott Graham, we have Jim Gray. So we've got all kinds of people that are there to offer opinion, um, massage a story, uh, make sure that, that all the, the principles are out there. So if I go in you know, with, 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 with a pretty good handle on what the themes are, and the obvious theme is you know, the Chiefs first in 50 years, the Niners first in all these years. They haven't won uh, in 25 and coming back uh, for the first time since, what, 2012? I mean, just there, there are some pretty significant stories in place, and my job just really will be make sure your call is as accurate and as full and as detailed as possible uh, because every play will matter. Any play could be the play, and every play will matter right. to some degree. And you've done the games. You've done two games all week 
all year, every week. So, I mean, and it does feel like with CBS, you've done a bunch of Chiefs games. So there's not really much more you're going to learn about the Chiefs, I guess. Maybe the Niners, uh, you haven't done as much. But you said you had them a few weeks ago on a Monday night against Seattle. So um, by, this, by this time of the season, I'm sure you, you, you got all the nuts and bolts pretty much down with those teams. I, I, I feel I do, yeah. You yeah. know, I'm, I'll, I'll prepare this week just like I normally do in terms of watching tape and, and, and then going over my own broadcasts and making sure that uh, I've got things that I want to improve on or tweak or whatever because there's always a list every game. Uh, make sure I've got those firmly in my head and then make sure that I've got, you know, the staples that I just think are my uh, the, the, the main things that I want to make sure that I, I work on. So it's it's uh, a lot of people can't get by a TV and so there, there are millions and they project i think over 25 million that that will watch uh, uh, that will listen to the broadcast worldwide and so that's a pretty significant number i'm glad you brought that up because i was actually going to ask that in a minute um you know the super bowl in this country is a holiday basically uh parties everyone together everyone in front of a television it seems like i'm curious what you hear from people you know, especially, you know, someone like me, I'm in my sports bubble. So we, you know, every single person I know is at a Super Bowl party on Sunday and everyone's watching the game. But there are the people that cannot get in front of a television. I'm curious what you hear from fans, people about listening to the Super Bowl on the radio, who those people are, what they say to you, if you get that interaction from people. Because it seems so far that someone would listen to the Super Bowl on radio, but you just said 25 million people worldwide. Do you have a grasp of what that audience is or who, you know, we hear from fans about it? Well, you hear from, uh, I've heard from soldiers overseas that have been in a fairly remote part of the world that have tuned into voice of America or some way they've had a feed, uh, through whatever channel to them out in the field. Um, and I've, I've heard from people that are, uh, driving trucks that will be on I-70 in the middle of the country and cannot uh, get to a television set because they're driving, but they'll listen. Um, I hear a lot. This is the, the most interesting to me is at the Super Bowl, they hand out free headsets in the press box, uh, little earbuds, so that the media can listen to the TV broadcast. They can listen to home radio, away radio, or our radio broadcast. Right. And I have heard from a lot of people that cover the game uh, that they will listen to our radio broadcast, and they'll say uh, something about that. And and I always think, so what I think, here's what I think about. I think about, like, Peter King or Jimmy <laughs> Traina or someone like that that may be in the press box, and they're watching the game as we're broadcasting it in real time, and I want to make sure that these people that know broadcasting and know radio and know the NFL are getting the full-bodied report on what's going on. So that's a challenge. And I, not that I look for things to prop me up, and I don't think about the 25 million, to be quite honest, or the or the the soldier that may be in a in a remote part of the world or someone at sea, mm-hmm. uh, because we broadcast to 175 ships at sea. Um, I don't I don't think about that. Uh, as as much as I think about my peers in that press box listening to our broadcast, and the people in the stands can, buy, I think, buy the earbuds for I don't know how much it is, but they can buy them. My wife does, and and <laughs> then and then and then Jimmy, they play the highlight uh, of the previous scoring play in the stadium with our call. Wow, okay, I never knew yeah. that. So, oh, yeah, wow. Oh, I know it. Yeah. And I didn't know it either until my wife said, oh, yeah, we heard it in the stadium. What are you talking about? He goes, yeah, we went to the bathroom, and we heard it in the in the bathroom. And I and I said, and you did? And he goes, yeah, and then they play it in the stadium. They play the highlight in the stadium after wow. what's happened. I go, you've got to be kidding me. 
So that, I think, more immediate about the people that are there and, and them listening and making sure that I stay on my game. And it, it's not hard to to uh, keep your focus in something like that. When you've got your peers there and there's so much riding on it and all the people that have sold it for Westwood One and producing it for Westwood One and the national scope and the importance of the game and how these plays will live in history. And we'll hear a touchdown pass by Mahomes or Garoppolo. We'll hear that for, for years to come. And I want to make sure that my call is as good as it possibly can be. Had no idea they played that inside the stadium. That's pretty cool. No, I, would, I didn't either. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> great. And I would hope they would not charge your wife for the ear, earbuds. I mean, can can the wife of the play-by-play guy get free earbuds for Pete's sake? If, if there are some extra in the booth, uh, mm-hmm. somebody from Westwood One may, may go out to the stands and bring her some earbuds. But um, but if not, she's bought them, I think, in the past. And, uh, and I... I, I I'd never even thought of that, but um, <laughs> but I but I do know there are a lot of people that do listen in the stands, right? And uh, and and so that that's a great challenge to make sure that what they're seeing matches what I'm saying. And I, I I love that challenge, and, and that's what kind of drives you in, on special moments like this when, uh, for us as broadcasters, the stakes are so high in such a big important game. If if Wikipedia is accurate, and that's always a big if, this is your tenth consecutive Super Bowl on radio. Um, do you get nervous, butterflies, more juiced up? You seem, my perspective on it is week six, CBS, Raiders, Broncos, or a playoff game, we get the same Kevin Harlan all the time. <laughs> I'm curious what your take on that is, as someone who's now on this 10th Super Bowl on, on for Westwood One. Yes, I uh, I kind of treat every game the same, to be quite honest, and I treat the Super Bowl uh, the same as I would a game uh, in the middle of the season. And um, uh, I, I guess the best advice I ever got, and I even forget now who who told me this, is they say, you know, it's just a football game. You've done a lot of football games. This is this is a football game that will not look any different. Now the stakes may be higher and the visibility is much greater, but it's a football game at the end of the day. And I I do tell myself that. Uh, from the very first one I did in Dallas to this one I'll do this weekend in Miami. Um, to be quite honest, going into it, the, the, the bigger thing for me, because it's historical in nature, is that uh, this is the 10th consecutive uh, Super Bowl that I broadcast, and no broadcaster in radio or television has broadcast 10 in a row. Jack Buck and I are tied at number nine, the late, great Jack Buck, who I listened to growing up in St. Louis on KMOX Radio. Uh, and then afterwards at CBS and NBC, but I I um, will will uh, I hate to say pass him because no one can ever pass him. But right. in terms of ten consecutive, no broadcaster has ever done play by play has done ten in a row. Boomer Esiason did seventeen straight, I believe. Oh wow! Uh, but but I have done ten play by play in a row, and no right. one's ever done that. And um, uh, so I'm. I'm. I, I. It's an honor to sit in that same chair that a Jack Buck sat in, or a Jim Simpson sat in. Uh, you know, over the years, great announcers have broadcast this game, and just to be in that list is, a, is such an honor, and I never take it lightly. And we'll think about that when I put that headset on, thinking how uh, lucky, how blessed am I to be here, getting a chance to do this and do it for a tenth consecutive time in a business which is pretty fluid. Uh, with no certainty, and uh, you hope that uh, you hope and pray that you can do it again sometime, but never know. And yeah. so, to do ten in a row is is uh, for me a big deal. Yeah, it, it is a big deal. And um, before I let you go, I, I I have to ask. Obviously, I mean, we've had the Kevin Harlan guy running on the field call. 
We had the black cat. <laughs> and now the the legend grew at the end of the season in week 17 when you called two games at once there for a minute with the uh, you were in Kansas City, ironically enough, as you get ready to call the uh, Chiefs and Niners yeah. in the Super Bowl. You were in Kansas City. And you started uh, giving everyone the play-by-play of the Dolphins-Patriots game, which uh, so the Patriots beat. Uh, excuse me, the Dolphins beat the Patriots and uh, put them on the road for a play. Put gave them a uh, not. Get, they lost them out on a bye week, and then obviously lost to the Titans. So it was a significant yeah. loss, uh, which you captured. Um, I would imagine, and I don't. I, I'm not saying this because I want it to be this way. It's the opposite. I would. I would want something like this, but I would imagine on Super Bowl Sunday, Kevin Harlan probably will play it straight and not give us anything like those three things if something crazy happens. Well, I mean, like if a hang glider comes through the opening, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't, I can't think of anything. The security is so different, yeah. And um, but no, but no, I, I, those things all happen organically. I mean, you don't plan for a cat, you don't plan for a drunk, you don't plan for. Uh, to happen, what happened in Kansas City, and 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 so, and any broadcaster would call any of those three things. To be quite honest, they all could could have said it, uh, can say it. So it just happened, and and they were involved in a play. But but I um I think that I'll I'll go into it like I do every game. I'll be prepared. I'll feel comfortable. I'll I'll try to be as relaxed as possible and call the best game that I can. But uh, those moments have been kind of fun. I don't. You know, when when the when the call in the two games at once, my biggest concern was I'm really kind of stepping outside of CBS protocol here. Because yeah. the protocol was that the the studio in New York updates everything. Right. And, and so it really, but I didn't think about that when I said it when I was watching the game on another monitor, and the the timing and the sequence of things happening. Chiefs score. Fitzpatrick scores. Uh, you know, I, there were double-digit uh, underdog in New England. How in the world can the Patriots be losing a game and losing a bye weekend? And here are the Chiefs in a hotly contested game against the Chargers, a close game until late, and one team scores, the other teams, you know, just and then the crowd, and then and then and then the crowd cheered like at the at the right time to kind of tie up that little story so well. And that was the work of all of the men and women at CBS that are on our crew. But it was. I would like to think that anybody would have done that, but at the end of the game, as I was going down the elevator to go to the car, I thought, you know, I wonder if New York wanted to, wanted right. to update, that, but I, update that game. And I'm sure they did. I'm I, sure they did want to. But I do feel like I do feel like all the rules sort of go out the window in Week 17. Everything is sort of crazy that week. Maybe, and, yeah, maybe, you know. yeah. You're right. You're right. And, so, and, and 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 I did get uh, as a as a postscript, I got uh, some very very kind and and most appreciated. Uh, text from my bosses in New York after right. it happened, uh, sh- shortly after it happened. So well, a- my mind was was uh, was fine with it. But I but I, I guess had I really thought about it, I'd say no. It's <laughs> protocol that I go to New York and and we should do that. And I didn't do it. And, um, and Any what, other what week, happened. yes, but week seventeen you get away with it. And I'm sure CBS was. I you said it much earlier in this podcast. You're not one who checks Twitter often, but I can tell you that was a enormous enormous Twitter moment. So I'm sure CBS was happy with. Uh, well, my my daughters that. told me I don't I don't look at it, and yeah. I did I did post a, a kind of uh, I po- I was in Bloomington yesterday and posted a picture of two guys who have been broadcasting college sports for a long time. Um, Don Fisher, who's been the voice of Indiana for forty seven years, and Johnny Halliday, who does Maryland and has done Maryland for forty one years. And I've just respected those guys, listened to them my whole career, my whole life, and I wanted to get a picture with them. And I I, I wanted to put it up there because I just I just have such appreciation for what these men have meant to our business. So I did put that picture up there and sure, 
I've never put two in a row, and, and I don't look at it. And I hit that thing quickly and got <laughs> off it. I don't like to look at what people say. Vern Lundquist, I don't know if I told you this before, Vern Lundquist said, uh, you know, I thought I was riding along real nicely, and then someone showed me Twitter, and I got on Twitter, and I started reading what they were saying about me, and my heart was broken. And when I heard those words come out of his mouth, a Hall of Fame guy like Vern, yeah. I said, there's no way I'm looking at that stuff. And I tell my kids not to do it, but they, they do keep track if something is needed that I need to address. And yeah. uh, my family was kind of telling me, if you put put a picture of you and Kobe up on the on your page. And so I did, and I quickly right, got right. off, and I'm not sure how it's been received, but anyway, well, I did. I, I've said on this podcast a million times, I've said it to play-by-play people. I've had conversations with, with Joe Buck, Jim Nance. I, I, me, personally, I don't think any play-by-play person should be on Twitter because it's just a, a disaster if, if you check it. But in your situation, you're pretty beloved, so you could get away with it. But even in your case, I would say don't do it. Stay away from it. You don't need it. But I can, as someone who's good advice, yeah, as someone who unfortunately is on there all day long, I can tell you, you're pretty beloved on there. You, you, you get the flack way less than other people. Well, I'm I'm glad to hear that. And you know, you, we're we're all just trying to do the best we can. And and I, I I think I've told you this. I don't care who wins. Right. Uh, even though I did the Chiefs, and we live in Kansas City, I I do not care. All I care about is that we have a good broadcast. I would never want to think one cent, second that people think that I'm favoring one team or the other. I do not care. And and um, so I just hope for a good broadcast for Westwood One and all the people that have put all the time and effort into making this broadcast what it is. Uh, last question here, and I know you don't root for who wins. I know you don't care who's there. You're there to call the game. I, I get that. But I'm just curious because I touched on this last week a little bit with Brent Musburger, and I think I even mentioned it to Kurt Menefee, who was on two weeks ago. We don't have the Patriots here, which is rare these days. Uh, do you think that's good, bad in terms of, you know, fans like to have a villain to root for or a team to root against? But new faces are always good. I think, listen, if America hasn't already, they're way behind the times. But I think on Sunday they're going to fall in love with Patrick Mahomes. He's a, I don't think there's a more exciting player to watch, in my opinion. Um, but I'm just curious about, the, as a broadcaster, the Patriot absence, what you think about it. Well, I, I knew this. Every time I was doing a Brady and Belichick game, I was talking about guys that will be talking about for the rest of uh, eternity in terms of what they've meant to pro football. So every time I called a Brady game and a Belichick game, I always felt like like these are the guys that they'll be talking about in 50 years and 100 years from now, uh, as you might talk about Lombardi and Hallis now, for instance. Uh, I just I just think they're that important to the history of pro football. So I thought every time I did one of their games, it was an honor. I I and I still feel that way. It's an honor to call people that are that accomplished and have done that much in pro football, won that much, and done it so consistently every year for over two decades. It's it's a shocking string of success. And so when they were in it, um, and I get people want the villain and everything, but there are just as many people that love the excellence of Brady and loved how Belichick was able to get the most out of a roster that no one really has even heard of. And, and those are things that I think we'll appreciate them much more because what they've done is so historic. Mm-hmm. Um, but listen, this Mahomes, uh, I can't think of another quote. The only other arm that was like this was a younger arm of Aaron Rodgers. And you think he's almost double-jointed the way he throws. Yeah. Different ways he throws and everything. I, I think people, I agree with you. I think people, if you don't know about him, uh, you're going to love his kind of uh, Brett Favre-esque feel and approach to the game and never saying die and uh, taking plays off schedule and making him his own. And I, I just think he's a, one, he's a generational talent. And yeah. I think that uh, I think people are really going to appreciate him. I agree. And I, I, I thank you for coming on in, in this crazy busy week and the fact that you didn't cancel after getting – uh, the assignment to call the Lakers Tuesday is, is uh, I think, says a lot about you, and I appreciate it. So um, good luck calling Clippers 
Lakers on Tuesday, and good luck with the Super Bowl on Sunday. And uh, we'll all be watching uh, both and listening to both. So thank you. Thank you, Jimmy. And like I said, as I started, I, I, I follow you religiously. I'm a fan, and it's, uh, it's uh, really nice to be on with you. Thank you for asking. I sure appreciate it, and hope we can do it again sometime soon. Anytime. Thank you, Kevin. Take care. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. (sighs) Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park.
Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the Natural Hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. All right, my thanks to Kevin Harlan. Appreciate him coming on there in this uh, very, very busy and interesting week he's got ahead of himself calling the uh, Lakers' first game after the tragic death of Kobe Bryant. And then he's got the Super Bowl on uh, Sunday, February 2nd for Westwood One Radio. So uh, appreciate him coming on during this busy time in the archives. Last week, we had Brent Musburger and Chris Long on the podcast. Brent talked about the Super Bowl, got into some betting stuff, shared some very amusing stories. Chris Long and I discussed the Aaron Hernandez doc on Netflix. Two weeks ago, Kurt Metafee was on the podcast. So check those out. And uh, subscribe to the podcast if you are not already a subscriber. It helps tremendously, and it is greatly appreciated. And uh, a review also helps, if you don't mind, on iTunes. All right, that wraps up this edition of the SI Media Podcast. We'll see you next week. Take care. The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. Welcome to would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won! Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing High Five Casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! <laughs> I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your High Five moment today? Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer.